Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics. Welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined, as always, by Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch. Hello, everybody. Hello, all you beautiful babies, or whatever we say. Hi. Hi. And Hi. the mysterious L. Bazinga, my beautiful babies. It's me, Old Sheldon. <laughs> that should be the... Old next- Sheldon? Very- yeah, dude. You, yeah. You've seen young Sheldon. You've seen regular medium <laughs> Sheldon. You, we, nope. we all know how much you love Sheldon. Uh, so now get ready for, you don't need to protect, you don't need to put up a strong face in front of us. And now get ready for old Sheldon. It's me. Old yes. Sheldon. What's his quirk? Uh, he got rid of all of his stupid quirks. He's just kind of like a regular guy. But he got to it so late that like, he's sort of like anxious that he was squatted a bunch of time being a ding dong. And uh, so he's got like pathos now. <laughs> But he still got he still got this weird quirk where supermodels want to sleep with him like all the time. He'll just be walking down the street. They'll just be like, "Hey, you're like a fucking on the spectrum nerd who loves talking about Star Trek and science, and I am like a Victoria's Secret swimsuit model. So like, let's hook up there, Sheldon. It's like, wow, what a what a charmed life I lead. That's great, Bazinga. <laughs> yeah, Bazinga. <laughs> I saw the uh, like some there was like a YouTube video that went really in the depth about the like all the different layers of misogyny all the Big Bang male characters presented and how they were just all monsters and I was like, is that yeah. true that he gets a, a model all the time? I mean, uh, I mean like, every every woman in that show is just like TV attractive. It's the same principles like <laughs> King of Queens, where Leah Remini was shackled to pre-fame Kevin James. And it was just like, this is imposterous. And it's that. Only it's like a whole squad of ding-dongs, and they all suck in their own way, and they're all pulling down some, like, gorgeous TV-attractive woman who, for some some reason, is willing to overlook just, like, a fucking whole, like, soccer pitch of red flags. It's just, like... (laughs) Red flags. As far they're as nerds, they right? Are they are they creeps also? Or are they're they just what, nerds? They're what a they're what a writer's room for CBS thinks a nerd is. So <laughs> okay, <cool>. so they <laughs> they're touchy. Yeah, uh, people, <laughs> people who are like kind of willing to like throw it around uh, would, would like to call it nerd face. I, I, I think that sort of cheapens what blackface really is, but it, it is like it does sort of describe what they're going for in a way that I don't think is inaccurate. Basically, like Big Bang Theory is like supposed to be like a nerd safari where the writers don't really know what a nerd is, but they think they know, and they want you to see this weird personification of a nerd. So it's just, it's really it, it, like there was this one clip that's like the ultimate example of what the big bang theory is and how it's like not even funny where these it, it, it was any clip <laughs> like oh, yeah, yeah 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 but it, but this it was the entire series yeah, yeah. it's gonna in just one, gonna really highlight one of... it's just next it's yeah. all clips 
Yeah, but you, you, they're about to play. Someone's about to play ping pong, and they're like, "We are now going to decide the fate of Doctor Who's TARDIS in a Game of Thrones-inspired death battle between the Autobots and the Decepticons and Mordor." And it's just, it's just a guy saying like ninety-eight references. That's literally all he's doing. And then the <laughs> laugh track hits, and the person. Oh, it's a laugh like, track show. I'm not. Yes. No. It's unacceptable. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's it's a it's a multicam. <laughs> it's still like a multicam made for TBS show or oh, for CBS God. show or, or, or whichever yeah. network it's on. Like, of course they've got the laugh track. They love the laugh track. <laughs> How is the audience supposed to know what stuff is supposed to be funny? When is it funny? Why else would you laugh at Bazinga? <laughs> <laughs> right, and like right after the guy says all the those dumb references, the laugh track hits, and then the person watching it pauses it and goes, "Why the fuck are you laughing? What was the joke?" All he did was say things. And it was just like this person getting so angry. It's like, it's true. Because there is no joke. It's literally just, I'm going to name seven things nerds like. And then you're going to laugh because nerds like those things. References the show. Right. It's literally, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then like Will Wheaton or Mark Hamill will make a cameo. And it's like, ah, it's the guy from the thing. You know, the stuff that you like. You get it, nerds. Watch it. Bazinga. Yes. <laughs> Bazinga, you fucks. Right. Yeah. What part of fucking Bazinga didn't you understand? <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go give Jonathan Frakes 20 bags to come on the show right fucking now and entertain you, stupid nerd. <laughs> Remember him? He was Riker. Yes. He was also in that Gargoyles cartoon that all of you claim to love, but nobody watched. Bazinga. Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and I just remember they did a they did an episode where they had a reference to Settlers of Catan, and it was just so painful the way they tried to explain it because they were just like, now if you're not a nerd, you won't understand this game. And the the whole joke was literally the first joke you tell when you play Settlers of Catan, which is I have wood for your sheep, which is ha ha total rib tickler because it sounds. It- it's a reference. It's a reference. They, <laughs> and it like, also makes it sound like I have an erection for your farm animal because yes. I would like to have sex with it. Yes. <laughs> so because I'm clever. Scottish. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, just a random drive-by. Like, our, our Scottish listeners thought they were safe. Then we lulled them into a false sense of security. <laughs> our Scottish listeners like, what the fuck? I thought you guys were supposed to hate all 50 states. We're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll attack anyone. We're, we're without remorse. Yeah, you don't know what's about to happen over here. My God, you know. But on the flip side, on the flip side of the Big Bang Theory, like you know, fucking just horrible nerd culture nonsense. Uh, I will say that I am excited by the rise of all these uh, rappers, like like TikTok and SoundCloud rappers that are like starting to break big now. Uh, that have just grown up with anime their whole lives, so they reference that shit a lot. I mean, wow, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of anime like rap songs. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Good for you because they're not like trying to appropriate anything or like put something on display to make to like you know the, the same way the Big Bang Theory is. They grew up loving this shit, so now they want to rap about it. Still, I love it. Right. There's the difference between appreciating something or knowing something is part of a subculture and then just referencing it because, oh, we have to check that box to show that we know the subculture, which... Yeah, like like, like, like fucking Joey Valens and Bray are out there, like fucking... They, they, they sound like the Beastie Boys and their songs are like almost top to bottom references to just nerd shit they grew up loving. So, you know, good for them. Well, well, well done, those guys. I salute you. <laughs> 
And also, I, didn't, I didn't just want to be on a rant about hating something for the first 10 minutes of the show. <laughs> but I, I that, that the- seems to be a theme of the oh. first 10 minutes. Nah, <laughs> just like, what do we hate? Nah, let's, I wouldn't let's, let's talk about something <laughs> we hate. Sometimes we can talk about stuff that we love. Sometimes. Just, I've been having a bad couple of weeks, you dig? <laughs> Sometimes the only, it's just the only thing a little bitch, you know? Like, just a little bitch on the timeline. Hoover and pizzas. And I don't think the audience just listen to me. Like, just be like, you know what? I'm having a sad day. I'll go down to the old pizza shop and I'll be like, let me get a pizza, please. And I'll bring it home. And then over the course of the next like, few meals, I'll just eat a whole pizza to myself. <laughs> I feel that. It's great. <laughs> I think that my roommates still think that I'm eating them in one sitting, and I'm just like, guys, I'm fat, but I haven't been like young in a while, so like, I don't, I don't fuck with that shit anymore. Bring up a whole large pizza, just house it in one sitting? Absolutely not. No way. I dare you. I mean, I could do it under <laughs> like like duress is the right word because I know a lot of people for whom it, it's not duress, but like a pleasure fetish component. But under the right circumstances, I could probably do it. But when I'm left to my own devices, it's not my bag. <laughs> I got into the weeds there for a second. Y'all don't need to see that much of it. Like, let me just draw that curtain back a little bit. That's a part of old fat old the old fat L's life. You don't need to see. Let's just that. <laughs> Beyond that curtain is the cheesecake factory, which sometimes I reference for a for a bit. <laughs> oh man! Anyway, right. now that we're all now they're all wound up, do we want to move on to our amuzebushi? That sounds good to me. Let's do it. What's that? And a booze boosh. What's that? And a moose boosh. <laughs> I don't know why. A little, little earnest there. All right. So, boosh topic uh, number one Trump civil case. Uh, this is getting some headlines, but I didn't really look into it. So, uh, it can't be that hot of a shit if it's in our boosh and not our headlines. So, Mike, what's up with Trump's civil case? Okay. Take it away, Mike. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, Trump and the Trump uh, Corporation has been already found guilty by default. They basically pulled an Alex Jones where they refused to work with the legal system to the point where their fuck around levels led to the judge hitting them with the ultimate find out and said, you are now just guilty. And the trial we're going to have is only for the amount of penalties you're going to pay. And right now they're on the hook for a quarter of a billion dollars and also uh, not being allowed to conduct business in New York, probably for forever. So that's not great for uh, Team Trump. And so this week. (laughs) So this week, um, the Trump family has all been called to testify. So Eric and Don Jr. had to come in and like say their little piece about what sort of fraud they were doing. And then uh, yesterday, Orange Daddy showed up and he himself got to go on the stand. And the the most magical moment of his time on the stand was uh, when he was asked by the prosecutors about what he was doing, like falsifying uh, his financial data in 2021. He said something to the effect of, well, I wasn't really paying attention to all that financial stuff about the Trump Corp because my business was keeping America safe from Russia and China. And then the prosecutor... I was in the business of making America great again. <laughs> yes, exactly. With my tremendous effective wall. Yep. <laughs> and uh, the prosecutor then said to him, you were not president in 2021, were you? And then Trump was like, oh, you're right. No, I wasn't. 
Oh, yeah, given the opportunity to say under oath whether or not he believed he was still president in 2021, he settled on, ah, uh, you know what? Actually, no, I don't think I was still president. In <laughs> <Right>. fact, <laughs> yes. so weird. That's funny. The whole family has to talk. It, that's going to be a fun Thanksgiving, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, oh, the, the Lincoln Project is running all kinds of ads about Ivanka's upcoming testimony and how she's going to betray Donald because they're just totally all in on that whole Donald's obsessed with banging his daughter thing and... Anything, anything they can do to make it seem like daughter doesn't like daddy anymore is just their only goal is to air those ads on Fox News and make Trump sad mad. So, uh, but yeah, Ivanka's testimony is today. So we're getting that in dribs and drabs. There hasn't been any real bombshells from her. The main thing that came out from yesterday was that Trump was doing a lot of uh, grandstanding on the stand and ranting and raving. And shitbag right-wingers and QAnon promoters uh, took a took a quote from the judge, uh, which said, we are not here to listen to what Donald Trump has to say. And they're using that as, look, rigged, bullshit, this is a fucking setup. Judge said it himself, doesn't care what Trump has to say, convicting him anyway is going to hit him with the maximum penalty, absolute fucking bullshit, deep state legal system, George Soros funded, blah, blah, blah. And they're leaving out the next line of the quote, which was the judge saying, we're not here to listen to what Donald Trump has to say. We're here to listen to Trump answer questions. They were The judge was making it clear, we're not here for your grandstanding bullshit. We're here for you to be asked questions by lawyers and for you to give answers to those questions. That's all this is about. And so uh, all these people are just leaving out that last part so they can pretend to be all upset that the, the judge is totally in the bag against Trump and is trying to screw him over. We we don't need corrupt judges for like windmill slam dunks against Donald Trump. He's like he, he's crystal a criminal mastermind. He's not. <laughs> no, no. And again, this is this is just his big civil case. Like the the big boy crime case is upcoming, and that's like going to be real fun. I just remembered that they said recently uh, the press has issued a statement about how they really want that federal trial to be televised. And Trump had previously said that he was okay with that and that he wanted everyone to see what the deep state was doing in Bargle Bargle. And basically the prosecutors in response to the media wanting it televised were like, Hey, it's up to Trump. And then Trump's team was like, no comment. We actually aren't going to talk about if we, want this televised or not so yeah just just work with it so uh mr yeah bring it televised mike (laughs) i god i want it televised it's (laughs) it's endless content it's the most (laughs) it would be it it would be bigger than the oj trial i mean because lord knows when the georgia rico case is going to happen because that was the big thing is that the the georgia case was going to be televised 100 that was guaranteed and then the Kraken took a plea deal. The, the uh, Cheese Bros took a plea deal. So all our fun trials that were supposed to be happening in Georgia just didn't happen because everyone just was like, nope, I did it. I'll cut a deal. I'm out of here. Fuck this shit. And they haven't scheduled uh, They haven't scheduled Trump's actual trial yet for Georgia. So if we're not going to get the Georgia trial anytime soon, yes, I want the January 6th D.C. trial televised. That would be incredible. Also, for the record, it would absolutely like a thousand percent not be bigger than the OJ trial. You would, you would imagine that it would be because the stakes are much higher, but I mean, people don't care to watch a trial. Like, it's not like, it's not. What if it's funny? 
the people will watch the funny clips on TikTok. They're not sitting down to watch the, like, it's not 1992 anymore. No one's gathered around the old boob tube to watch a trial on TV. Like, I was old enough to remember doing that with my family. I'm not hating on anybody who did that. That was what OJ trial was. But these days, it'll just be like, oh, Trump. No. Everyone's got a cell phone now. Trump. (laughs) We've gotten so much Trump that just more Trump won't impact us that much. Whereas the whole OJ thing was very fresh and exciting because OJ was a football player. Now he's kind of an actor. Now he's a murderer. Like that was a kind of a yeah. It's also, like now he's in a slow speed pursuit that's like going exactly fast enough for him to technically be like still fleeing, but slow enough where we are getting really good footage of it. And also, like the, there's just like antics in the courtroom, and there was no internet. That's the most important part. There was no internet. There was no cell phones. Like there was less stuff to pull your attention away. From this crazy thing that was unfolding, oh man! It, like, but again, the stakes are so much higher now. You would imagine it would be like the Soylent Green guy running around, just being like, "Why aren't any of you watching this? <laughs> like, he's running for president again. He's on trial on TV." And people are just like, "I don't give a fuck about that, dude. I'm watching this cooking video. <laughs> I'm learning how to make panko crusted fried eggs. So, like, I mean, unless Donald Trump can beat panko fried eggs." Then fuck off. I I don't see how he could. Those sound delicious. So they do sound, and they look really easy to make. <laughs> I'm sure I will fuck them up if I ever attempt to make them. But they do seem very easy for anyone who's not a complete moron in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm I'm more of an eating the food guy. I leave the making of food to other people. It takes so long to cook, and then it takes so little the time to eat. You know, it's like this is is this worth it? I don't know. I think that for some people, it also takes a while to eat, but I'm not one of those That's people. true, but I'm not one of those people. No, <laughs> Mike my, is not one of those people either. No. no my, <laughs> job, my jaw unhinges like predator mandibles, and I, I, did, I, did I dive in? That's my strategy for a lot of things, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm also a, I'm a fast eater to the point where Elle is even offended by how fast I eat. So, yes, I... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you really, you really hoover it down. Sharing a meal with you is like eating in front of Mike. <laughs> because Mike is already done eating. You sat down, the food is arrived, Mike is done. And now you get to eat. No matter how quick you think you are, you get to eat it in front of Mike while he watches. I don't know why I eat so fast, but it is something I have noticed that people have pointed out to me. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. You're hungry. It's fine. You do eat like somebody is going to come take it from you, which is wild. <laughs> like you, you, you've served time. Because of the because of the two of us, when we're sitting down for a meal, like based on our back, based on our background, if either one of us should be afraid that your meal is going to spontaneously disappear, I think it's me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I do eat fast, and that is something that is just a part of me. And what Elle was saying before, it's I I had this moment where I learned the magic of baking and how it's generally baking food is better than microwaving it. And it's like, man, baking is time intensive. You got to preheat the oven. The oven has to get that temperature. <laughs> then you got to put the food in. Then you got to wait a half hour. Then you get to enjoy your three minutes of eating it. It's like, man, like I really should slow down and savor. I need to savor more because... The amount of yeah, right. people are just like, yeah, <laughs> like throw those things in 10, 15 minutes in the air fryer. It'll be great. And I'm just like 10 or 15 minutes. What? <laughs> that's like, that's what I mean. Like if I place an order for delivery right now, 10 or 15 minutes is when I like start to be expecting an opportunity for pipe and hot food to be delivered into my waiting hands. <laughs> not having to do anything. You know what I mean? Yes. 
Especially when people are like those frozen lasagnas where they're just like, yeah, you just cook it yourself in the, in the oven. It takes like two hours or whatever. I'm just like, what? Who? <laughs> when I'm hungry, I'm hungry now. My body doesn't send me a hunger signal. It's like, dude, two hours from now, you're really going to be wanting some lasagna. So you should get on that. <laughs> and God Can bless people. Talk about your drama. Yeah, well, now let's move on to the stewing on dramas. <laughs> Okay, uh, so my, my eating wasn't scintillating enough, so now it's time to talk about my dumb drama, which was like hilarious to me. So I had a post, and I then saw in the replies to my post a, a little message that said, you can't see this reply because the person who runs it, it won't let you. And then the person below that blocked reply said, dude, what the hell? And that piqued my curiosity. So I hopped on my burner account and looked at the my timeline and lo and behold, the message that I could not see was from our from friend of the podcast, Jim Stewartson. Everyone's who, favorite guy. Everyone's favorite guy. The greatest of all guys in this world, Jim Stewartson. And our boy decided to just, I don't know, take a shot at me for God knows what reason. And he said, Poker and Politics is a troll named Mike Rains, who has been part of the controlled opposition to QAnon since 2019. True. Uh, yes. Yeah, where's uh, the lie? Where's what, the lie? Yeah, what did he say wrong? What, what did he get wrong? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, first of all, my Twitter account says that I joined in August of 2018. So I, I was part of the disinformation campaign about QAnon since 2018, motherfucker. <laughs> Are <laughs> you know, before that, all you talked about was fucking Shirley Manson. <laughs> Uh, I didn't. I did mention that in my in a post later that I was like, hey, the, the first thing I talked about on this on my platform was was QAnon, and if no one cared about that, I was mostly going to talk about poker as well. That's literally why I named myself Poker in Politics. It's why my avatar is poker cards that are an Illuminati message that you need to decode, but it's not really tricky. It's very easy to figure out what I'm going for, but um. What do I think the likelihood is that Jay Stu listens to the show? Uh, I have, I would believe almost none, but if he is hate listening, God bless you. Please continue to do so. What about his sycophants? Hey, if you or anybody you know uh, happens to be Jay Stu, then pass along this message. He can gargle up my full peen and balls. That guy sucks. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He seems like just completely the worst. I'm tired of candy coat. I it. think people. Guy might be confused because some people think he's like you know a researcher but he's just he's not he's not no he's a, he, he's he, a he's guy like, that's got like a lot a of conspiracies long. and you, you know he you might vaguely think that he's on like quote unquote your side because like he shit talks you know michael flynn and stuff but He's he's just throwing shit at the wall and he attacks like legitimate researchers like Mike, so he is not to be he is he's not to be trifled with. We don't fuck with him. Yeah, he's just like a full on QAnon style grifter who just happened to see that there was a niche to be a fucking blue anon like champion out there just being like I know what'll fight their stupid conspiracy theory. Boom, my stupid conspiracy theory. You come please for just... Mike, you come for all of us. Yeah, please, please... <laughs> Please pay for my Substack, and it's just like you know what? I don't think I will pay for your Substack, you fucking muppet, because you don't have anything to say. Everything you do say is wrong. Digital oh, warriors, you know, get to get to attacking. You know, we got to defend Mike. 
I mean, well, leave Stu alone. Don't don't poke the bear. He's actually really fucking annoying. (laughs) The the official policy of the show is do not attack anybody. But feel free feel free to just think that he's a piece of shit like the rest of us do. That's cool. You're certainly allowed to do that. Yeah. Like, but 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 you are both morally correct and legally in the right to have the opinion that Jay Stu is a piece of shit. You can you can think that all you want. Stop, please, can't stop you from thinking the Jay Stu. Block him. Don't look at his opinions because they're not relevant. He can control opposition. These nuts, like that. I see sometimes like local reporters quoting him because they think he is like a QAnon researcher, and I'm just like, can you not do that? Can you not? Can you not do that? Because he paid, (laughs) he paid for his blue check mark, and he posts a ton, and he goes after right wing shitbags. So people think that he's on the level, and what he's doing is. Uh, is a good thing and a right thing, but it's not because he has no actual evidence for the shit that he's talking about. And when you try to talk to this man about these things, he will not listen to you. It is an impossibility because in his broken brain, you cannot have a good faith argument that Michael Flynn did not start QAnon. You can't do it. You can't actually do that. Uh, yeah, because he's just like his position is just like, well, if you're not willing to entertain that Mike Flynn was definitely queuing on, then I don't even want to talk to you. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, he wasn't. So I guess my punishment is I don't have to talk to Jace too. Bummer. It's rough. Yeah. What sort of life is that going to be? I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't trust any of the guy ever has to say. <laughs> and uh, like the fact that he's taking shots at Mike is is pretty funny because he takes shots at a lot of people. He takes a lot, like, legitimate researchers. Um, so, you know, I guess that's part of the grift, though. It's like you got to take out the people that are, you know, kind of going to expose your grift or whatever. The, the, the thing is, is that, like, we make a lot of jokes on the podcast, me and Mike, about selling out and just being like, but as soon as the money's right, we'll sell out right away. We'll be mad sellouts, but you know we have our we we have we have our funny little jokes about how we have to be comfortable afterwards or whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, Jason is what happened if you sort of like sell out for nothing. Like you know, he like he just sort of is the bad guy and asks for your money to read his bad opinions because he's a bad guy who's got like the good guy mask on. I don't know. I, I don't understand how anybody supports him. It just sort of seems like a cult, like of personality around somebody who doesn't have enough riz to deserve a cult but again i can't stop you so god love you for listening to the podcast <laughs> and you love a jace too like that that is your right and our opinion yeah, i don't care whatever but... like 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 whatever lies you like everybody likes a little bit of lies sometimes and, and, you know? and just keep that shit to twitter you know just stay on twitter and this is very twitter drama twitter. this is very hyper twitter nobody knows who jace too is outside of twitter i know no. and it's great and the thing <laughs> is, is that we just need to keep Keep Twitter the way it is, where it's just sort of like this echo chamber for the people who like to fight each other on Twitter, like your Jace Dues and your Mike Greenses. And, uh, you know, and then let the rest of us go out to greener pastures. It's like Blue Sky, where nobody posts anything. It's so yep. painful. Right. It's like, oh my God, no one's posting. I saw somebody the other day just be like, wow, it's really popping off on Blue Sky. And I was just like, what <laughs> Blue Sky are you on? You know, I'm going to like my Discover feed. Like, it'll still be giving me shit that, that was just like, discover this thing from three days ago. What? Three days? Maybe they follow everybody on Blue Sky. Maybe. I mean, I want Blue Sky to be great, but I mean, I'm afraid I'm not going to start to see any posts. I literally don't know where people are going anymore. I don't know what to do. I'm I'm so over everything, you know? <laughs> you're, I should you're... just start giving my phone number out to people. Hey, do you want to like... Do you, you guys like... remember hanging out? 
Do you want to share memes and stuff? Here's my phone number. You know, <laughs> just send me meme. your meme. Yeah, we're we're, we're just gonna reopen IRC and just make IRC chat <laughs> rooms. God. It just it has to be IRC for people, but but you also have to be able to post your smutty fan art and like big mommy milkers and like <laughs> Fridays or whatever. Like that's the thing. All all anybody wants is a social media site where everybody is like cool and chill and nice and friendly, but also just like incredibly horny or receptive to being around people who are incredibly horny all the time. And we're just like, let's just be super chill and nice and friendly. And also like, boom, here's like my erect cock. It's on the feed. The post is super wholesome. It's just like, I think I might bake a pie today, but it's like, dude, I can see pre-cum. Like that's fucked up. This is kind of the energy of blue sky, but not like, it's not popular. You know, it's not popular enough, but I do see a lot of like, hey, what's up? Here's my political opinions, and also here's my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would, ki- I would kill for that. I mean, mine, I don't know why Blue Sky thinks I'm gay. It's all being <laughs> all the way down. It's so funny. And I know I know that the thing, it's, 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 it's like, it's the horniest social media platform ever. It's just like Tumblr, but also Twitter. Anyway. <laughs> like Tumblr. The, po- the point is, uh, keep all the horrible conservative, like, infighting and dumb political bullshit to Twitter, where it could just be a cesspool that Elon Musk runs into the ground and let everybody let their freak flags fly on uh, cooler, better social media platforms, even if there's nobody using them yet. Start using them, and then we will be triumphant, I guess. I don't know. Add us on Blue Sky. Yeah. Oh, yeah I'm also uh, active on Instagram sometimes for people who care where we're at. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. The word also implies that you're active on Blue Sky, which you are not. I mean, I'm looking at it. It's hard to... <laughs> I reply to people sometimes, you know? It's just, like, it's hard, man. It's hard it's okay. to be social None, right none now. of us are active on Blue Sky, you know? <laughs> it's the Blue Sky way. Oh, but now, yeah. it's time for everybody's favorite part of the boosh. Our recurring segment where Haley gives us the skinny on Arizona Madness. It's time for the Arizona Madness Roundup with our most recent coolest co-host, Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch. Haley, what is going on in As Today? As? As. That's a good way of putting it. Yes. Yeah, you guys truly are As. You've always been As. As sometimes. I mean, I've never been. Hot as As. That also sounds true. There, there's like an airport that their like call sign is SUX, so they like, they're like fly sucks and like all this stuff. They they really lean into the suck thing. It's awesome. Can you fly sucks to ass? <laughs> I hope so. Can, can, hope can so. you tell people that your flight really sucks to ass? I like this. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's talk Arizona, everybody's favorite state. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, you know that movie that Dinesh D'Souza just came out with. Uh, police state police yes. state have you watched it yet i have not watched it no me neither but... we should totally watch it <laughs> absolutely is, is it time to finally summon the the the, the bonus content signal and do mm-hmm. a dinesh d'souza joint yeah it's possible yes it's possible this is kind of irrelevant to the conversation but that's why like multiple people with the arizona republican party were in florida this weekend um they went to the premiere of police state um wendy rogers state senator she's the really really obviously racist white supremacist one who i'm gonna need you to be a little more specific loves <laughs> nick fuentes she's the one that literally said nick fuentes said i'm based uh, or like i'm based because nick fuentes said i'm based like basically it's like a crowning kind of thing 
Ah. Like, cause he's the king, you know, he invented the word, which is, he, he did not. Um, the one who's in love licking boots. Yeah. She's, which is wild. Cause she's like an older woman and it's like, ew, calm down. But also, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. no, is that just me? I mean, ew, gross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that boo. Keep I'll that send you a picture boo. of Wendy. <laughs> yeah, keep that older tongue in your mouth or um <laughs> but yeah and then uh state senator justine wadsack she's new uh wadsack everybody her name is justine <laughs> wadsack, wadsack. <laughs> she sucks she's new she just got the az republican party just gave her like freshman legislator of the year and she all her fucking laws are like let's ban homeless people let's ban books let's ban drag shows let's ban drag pe- uh, people in drag from existing and being allowed in public she sucks um they at the uh police state premiere were sitting with lauren witzke you know lauren witzke mike nope you don't yeah, know about her. posted about her she po- she's she's like a she's the blonde lady that used to be on uh true news she used to kind of do some QAnon stuff that's what everybody knows her for for being like a flat earther and like posting some QAnon stuff back in the day she yeah. ran for senate state senate in delaware back in 2020 yeah lost. yeah well anyway um she has this show with this guy um edward saul who they are both like incredibly anti-semitic and racist and like like incredibly they have this clip so, so they must just be wallowing around like pigs in mud right now huh oh my god um they just they had a clip on 9-11 where they did a sketch where they literally like played out a scene where Whitsky is like a cia agent and she's like looking at like the towers as they're falling and she looks down and there's like five very stereotypical jewish men dancing and she's like, crap, now everybody's going to know the Jews did 9-11. And that's how the episode opens. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, she's like always at the Fuentes events, the Nick Fuentes events. She's like... Fuck. To be fair, the context matters a lot in that sketch. Because I feel like if Eric Andre did that, everyone would just be like, genius, satire, so funny. What, the what context it- is that she fucking really hates Jews. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I was saying for, for the listener, like that, <laughs> yeah. that joke could play in, under a different context to a certain audience, but th- there was no irony in this one. It's just like literally, just like it's just like the, the Jews unironically did nine eleven. I think that they did it. They are the ones responsible for nine eleven. The attacks on nine eleven. It was the Jewish people that did that. It was them. yeah. It's the Mossad theory, Mike. You must know that one. That like I'm, I'm well aware of the Mossad. Yeah, theory. she's pretty big into the like Mossad did nine eleven kind of shit. Oh, yeah. Um. She had another recent sketch that was just like uh, before an episode. It was like literally just the red pill, blue pill scene. Like, oh, take the pill and you'll see who really runs America. And she takes it and she ends up in Israel and she's like, who stole my wallet? And then it's like, that's the cold open, you know, like. What a knee slapper. Oh, the Jews are behind everything and they'll also take your money. Oh, man. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, she was recently, like, oh, last year, she literally, like, did this camping retreat event with, like, a bunch of white nationalist teenagers that are, like, kind of part of the Fuentes scene. Like, literal teenagers. She's, like, a 35-year-old woman. 
and was like just preaching her like you know jewish billionaires run the world you got to have white babies um because they don't want you to have white babies they want to take everything from you they're responsible for abortion and pornography and everything. she's like clearly just a fucking white supreme like just a fucking nazi um but anyway that doesn't matter because uh wendy rogers and wadsec uh, went on her show this week they didn't really talk about much interesting they just talked about like elections are fake and they did do like some wadsec was like talking about the great replacement you know like they're replacing us all the all the brown people are coming in to replace us and kick you out of your home. Um, they're, they're coming to replace us, the monolithic white race mm-hmm. that apparently we all believe in. Yeah, Justine, you know, Wadsack, a native of Arizona. <laughs> yeah, oh, I just I just love that stuff. There's, there's something that blows my mind more than people who are not fresh off the Mayflower types being like, you know what I'm into white supremacy. And it's like, buddy, you're, if you won this thing, you you would find out real quick that you aren't part of the winning team. It's just how this works. I just, Nick Fuentes makes me laugh so much about that. It's like, you're a white supremacist named Nick Fuentes. How do you think this plays out when your side wins and you guys have all the power? You think they're going to look at you and go, Hey, fellow white man. Salute. They're going to be like, wait, wait a minute. Your last name is Fuentes. You, get in the helicopter also. And you'll be like, no, no, but I helped you out so much. And they'll be like, nah, not really. Get your gay cat boy loving ass in that. We we don't do this here. Right. In fascist state. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah. anyway, I mentioned all this mainly because, like, Wadsack was simultaneously this week, like, big time working to get this... Um, Muslim banquet canceled here in Arizona because she was like, Why? that sounds fucking delicious. That sounds we love, so good. She was like, we love the Jews and we're supporting Israel. Let's get this fucking Hamas event canceled kind of shit. <laughs> so it's like just kind of this, yeah. you know, things are pretty hostile right now. A lot of people are taking advantage of narratives right now. Yeah, And yeah, I think this is a pretty good fucking example where it's like someone who's a hateful white supremacist just like uh, t- like taking advantage of a narrative to be like, let's get this, uh, uh, you know, Muslim civil rights group event canceled because uh, we love Jews, asterisk. No, we don't. I'm going to yeah. go on this white supremacist show this week who right. literally fucking hates Jews. Yeah. Like yeah. literally is... A pretty big Jew hater, and yeah. Also, did, did they have like the support of any Jews, or were they just like, "Hey, you Jew on the street, you fucking hate this." They're doing a Muslim cookout. Doesn't that champ your ass? And they're just like, "Why should I care about that?" I mean, what do I care about their cookout? We will not get into this. Let them have this event cookout. has been a big deal here. <laughs> Everybody, look. You know what? In fact, let's all have a big cookout. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is grill. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, and also it's like, this is on the Stu Peters network, this show, the, the crosstalk. Oh, you're, you, you shaking your head. Mike? Oh, I, I know well of Stu Peters. Yeah. Have, uh, He's yeah. also a big, I hate Jewish people guy. Um, oh. beyond, he hates yeah. everybody. Uh, he was literally calling for the execution of Catholic workers cause they like do immigration work. He calls for the execution of journalists. 
So it's like, yeah, this is the show and the program that these people are going on while also being like, rah, rah. Um, we love uh, Jewish people uh, cynically to get a Muslim event canceled because we're actually fucking Nazis. So that's kind of like what's been happening um, here in Arizona this week. The end. <laughs> well done. Thank you. So for the <laughs> listeners, the reason we go over this every week is so that you know where to send your hate mail to. If you hate what's going on in Arizona, reach out to Haley at Arizona Right Watch on Blue Sky. <laughs> You'd be I, like, boo, boo, it's your fault, Haley. Why? Why? We love Muslim cookout. It's like a, it's the, it's the, it's the center of American Islamic relations. They have a yearly banquet. Yeah, I'm not being, I'm not. It's not, I don't even, it's not a big, it's just like a. I'm not being you know. ironic in any way. Like, that yeah, sounds, yeah, I'm sure it's so actually sick. I've never been. Invite me if you uh, are a listener who's going. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I love cultural festival shit like that. Like the area I'm around has a has like a, a few Greek festivals. And oh my like, god, those are rock. I'm not I'm not Greek, but those people are bad friendly. And they're just like, dude, come eat our delicious food. Like hang out with these like priests that are pretty cool. And I'm just like, yeah, honey, look at honey like honey pastries, lots of honey pastries. I'm always a big fan. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, I, I like uh, I like the Lakonico, which is like the, the the sausage, the Greek sausages they make with the orange rind, so it's like zesty. Anyway. Why is the show making me hungry? Nobody gets <laughs> offended by my segment. I solidarity with all people, you know. Yeah. I I think uh, I think I made it clear that like neither of these people have solidarity with Muslims or Jewish people. They're just awful white supremacists who will use a awful situation happening in this world to mm, get their own agenda through you know but i mean now's a great time to now's a great time to bring it up uh whose side are you on Haley? i mean let's um i'm on the side of mike in the (laughs) in the in the stew um mike that 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 was the the classic sarge like impossible to play back throw just like (laughs) hey here you go here you go l is just gonna tee up something that you just can't possibly engage with yeah that's that perfect Yeah, I. That's the main thing that I think people really need to understand about the about this conflict when it in regards to American politics. Like the actual conflict itself is hell, and if you want to argue either side, I'll listen to you. I'll be more than happy to talk about it. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. It's the absolute worst. Elle is not willing to talk about all this stuff because it sucks. As far as Americans talking about it, though, I think I think it's fair to criticize some of it. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that anyone who is on the right, pretty much anything they say is hyper cynical because the Islamophobia and the hatred of Muslims is an underlying current in almost all all things they do. And their support of Israel is literally just so Jesus can kill all the unrepentant Jews when he returns. That's it. Like, they're really not on the Jewish people's side. The Jewish people are just the vessel by which Jesus is brought to earth, and then he smites them for them not accepting him as the Messiah. So, And it's all going to be moot when it's L. Ron Hubbard who comes back. Oh, that'd be so great. When he comes <laughs> back, he's going to get into one of those fucking places, into one of those fortress compounds, and he's going to read his titanium cylinders and get caught up on the doings of the world. And then he's going to be like, all right, now that I'm back, I'm going to sort some shit out. Give me my mech suit. <laughs> and they're going to be like, here you are, sir. <laughs> yeah, like, 
so like with Witsky, for example, Lauren Witsky, like, oh, she's trying like currently right now, she's trying to play like this. We care about innocent Palestinian babies. That's why we're shit talking Jewish people. But normally if you listen to her, she like literally calls Muslims like satanic barbarians who are literally R worded. Like she's discuss she's a disgusting white supremacist human being who's taking advantage of a situation like she doesn't have humanity for either of these people and like you'll hear her say like the only reason like you she literally said in the episode i think that wendy was on like oh jewish people better watch out making claims to land because christians are the real ones that have claim to that land you know holy yeah. smokes our bush segment went so fucking long i'm pulling the plug on it oh my god i'm sorry oh my god. i no, mean it's... we only have two things and it's like come on the election congrats we okay. win i'm really good <laughs> I'm really glad that I was getting this out next. Of the, the news. Go. And then you, you, you no sared me. Very Sarge like. You're getting more Sarge like by the week. I'm so proud of you. It's time for cues in the news. <laughs> From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Okay, so uh, I get. I guess we're. Tra- I didn't even know this was a thing. So I. I mean, on the one hand, it's like, oh, hooray, a topic I can be educated on in media res. So fun. But on the other hand, like my, I have it labeled here as trans shooter manifesto. That seems like it's going to suck heinously. I hate it, but we're going to talk about it. You remember the Covenant shooting? Uh, no. They I all guess there's a lot of shootings together. to remember. Yeah. And so, who could keep them all? To, like, who am I? The, it was the Christian school of American gun control laws. <laughs> Yeah, so basically there was a shooting in Nashville and it was done by a trans shooter, which made the right wingers so happy that uh, a far right nutball lunatic white guy with an AR-15 wasn't the shooter. That they were like, oh, look, trans people are mentally deviant and they're violent and they're brutal and it's terrible. And I do I- remember this. It was when they really won me over to their side. Yeah. I, it was. How can I forget the genesis of my transphobia? I was like, oh, well, one of the one of these trans people did a thing, so they all have to go. No more trans. You're all done. Yeah, Shut exactly. it down. Yeah, exactly. So that dumb shit all happened. And one of the things that was reported at the time was that the shooter had left a manifesto and the police and various legal uh, de- uh, departments kept the manifesto under wraps uh, because they didn't want it released uh, because they didn't want copycats to be inspired by it. They didn't want to give any glory to the shooter, but the right wingers really wanted that manifesto to be released because they were sure it was just chock full of raging uh, hatred from this trans person who was just going to lash out at basically uh, white, Uh, patriarchy America and it was going to prove that like that whole worldview is like disease minded and evil and wrong and bad so uh, this week three pages of the manifesto somehow leaked and Steven Crowder of all people got his mitts on it what is the legitimacy of this too because I saw that and I was immediately like I don't know Uh, the, the, the commissioner of the police came out and said there's an investigation into figure out, figuring out who leaked it. So Ooh, it, internal it, it, issues. Yes. So this, this does seem to have legitimacy if the powers that be said that it got out when they didn't want it to get out. So I uh, do this, this is not a weird, uh, Chan prank fake manifesto that got out, but 
the main thing about this is that the only thing they really have to work with is that in these pages, the shooter did use the term white privilege and also used the term uh, cracker to describe white people. It's literally scribbles. It's literally the ramblings of a clearly not well person trying to make like a clear, like anything out of it is just like, calm down. Right. (laughs) It's, 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 it's nonsense. But but the thing that they're ignoring, the thing they are aggressively have to ignore is that uh, anti-gay slurs uh, are all over this thing. This person might have a problem with white people, but they seem to have a bigger problem with gay people. Or they were just really uh, they were really casual throwing the F-bomb around when it came to just like using that slur in their writings. So like the the whole dream of what they were hoping this was going to be they really didn't get it so they're they're really doubling and tripling down on the term cracker and white privilege and being like look this this person hated white people it's like well they were white also so maybe they like crackers maybe they like saltines could be could mm-hmm. very well be, but yeah. So, does anybody like saltines? I feel like I saltines. Love is- saltines. <laughs> See, I like saltines as part of an experience, but they they can no longer be the whole show for me. I I ate a lot of them playing growing up though because I was very poor. Yeah, same. It's like it's just a good. It fills you up quick. It's a cracker. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I I didn't mean to attack you, but I'm glad that I did. Your taste is bad. No, yep, yep it's, it's, it's a, I like a plain crack. I mean, I it's, I'm not like, oh my god, give me saltines. But usually, you know, I'll I'll throw a few saltines on the plate sometimes when I'm like, I need a cracker. You know? I feel you. I mean, there's definitely friends, way better crackers. Let's be real. Let's be fucking real here. But a lot of my friends gave me shit for liking graham crackers. They said that that shit was basic, and I was just it, like, dude, graham crackers are delish. And you're you explaining the free the- box right now, like the free government box. When you're a kid growing up, it's like your parents need to get the the box. It's like peanut butter, fucking crappy ragu, uh, pasta, crackers, graham crackers. I, I, I feel I was, it. This, this I remember I was coming out of a box, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, like the the like the big cylindrical can of either cheese or peanut butter, but it's just they all come in the same aluminum cans with the white labels that just tell you what they are. They'll just be like, government peanut butter. Bunch of crunch. There was a lot of... Oh my god, the funniest was um, Crispy Hexagons. It was a cereal. I remember Crispy Hexagons. (laughs) They're like Czech Hexagons. Yeah, it's like, dang, that's really (laughs) off-brand. Dude, that's great. Just just like a description (laughs) of the texture of a thing, plus its its shape. You know? (laughs) Here's Soft Square. Enjoy, enjoy your bowl of soft squares, dear. Thank you. I love soft <laughs> squares. They're very sensitive to my palate. I I just wanted to say that I am also on Team Graham Crackers. Graham Crackers are awesome. <laughs> I I'm a huge fan of them. Like I will eat way too many of them. If you just have like a brick of Graham Crackers in front of me, I will probably eat them all. Like, just we are so them. on topic. It's it's wild. Well, the topic was just <laughs> right-wing. The, the fucking did the trade shooter manifesto is the one who brought up crackers. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, they they led us down this rabbit hole. That's just the way this works. We uh, we, we, yeah, we, we we are but Alice following their white rabbit down the hole. Yeah, yes, we're, we we have been based in cracker pilled as a result of this. Literally, Carrie Lake was talking about the manifesto. She was like, "This is proof that they attacked white children," kind of stuff. You know? Oh yeah, geez. well they they would say that no matter what. There's like, oh, like yeah. 
you know, it, it, I love. That's one of my favorite things about these people is that reality has nothing to do with it. Also, you're so right that they were like excited. They were like clearly excited about this fucking murder narrative when it happened. It was like Jesus Christ, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, well, let's be real. They're probably in some way pretty excited by any mass shooting yeah. event for one reason or another. Yep. Yep. But you know, that's that, that's neither here nor there. I feel like we've we've lost Mike. I'm, I'm lost all about on the show. He, he just went balls deep into. It's his okay. The next thing crazy. is the uh, election results. I'll I'll tell everybody right now. We win. I mean, Ohio <laughs> won, which that was pretty cool. I guess Ohio. You know, weed and abortion. I think weed, right? I hear. I kept yeah. hearing people complaining about weed too, so I just assumed. You, and you'd you'd be right. You'd mm-hmm. be absolutely right. No, complaining uh, about it. That's so funny. I love the idea. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> They're like it is the people like weed. Oh, oh, the 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 pissing and moaning and the belly aching of these people who quote unquote lost when most of these people aren't even living in these states and they're just miserable because like their team didn't win a game when it's. You no, know, this isn't this isn't sports ball where your team plays a game and it really doesn't impact your life. This is like actual shit that like matters to people and you're just a dumb weirdo who's mad sad about things. Uh, so one of my favorite oh god. So I went to this guy's uh Twitter feed to see what he's pissing and moaning about and he the immediate, the first thing up there is the is the photo of ghostly Jesus over Trump's shoulders comforting him and trying to reassure Donald that it's all going to work out great. Um but about yeah, all just, crimes. Oh yeah, about <laughs> all those crimes. Yes. Uh 100% that. Yeah, so this guy he literally posted a thing where he was just like yeah, last night the Democrats won all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And one of the first things he said, uh, uh, I, Ohio, number one, approved sacrificing babies to Moloch in the state constitution. That Fuck is, yeah. Yes, 100%. That's, that's what they did in Ohio. Uh, dude, I've, I've said it forever. <laughs> fuck, the, fuck them kids. Yeah, uh, children are better off as offerings to Moloch than actually being born and raised. One hundred. Yeah, I mean, some of them get to become in a lot, a, some cases. adults. Obviously, like we still need to keep some adults around, but we can always make more kids for Moloch. So let's just keep cranking them out, and you know, we got to make the harvest good. How is yes. the harvest supposed to be good? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You and uh, yep. And in <laughs> in number two, after he whined about Moloch's uh, slaughter, he said. Keep uh, proving, keeping, approved uh, keeping people numb and stoned all the time while society degrades around them. How dare you want weed, you piece of shit? Yeah, dude, that is the harvest. Can we I need live? to make good by continuing to sacrifice to the altar of Moloch. We need dank herb. Everybody wants it. No one is complaining about it. All the people who are just like, boo, we hate it now. Once it's legal, they'll come around. That like knocks it. you on your ass. Like, it's just weed, man. Chill. I mean, maybe if you're like, <laughs> Maybe if you're a greenhorn, maybe if you're, maybe if you're new to the world, because I mean, some of the shit is pretty potent. I like, you know, see macro does somebody on some gummies. But... <laughs> what, what, what if it's Alaskan thunderfuck? That'll put you on your ass. <laughs> Boom, kid. Boom. Did you guys <laughs> have any interesting elections? Uh, no, Massachusetts was boring as shit. There was really nothing going on here. We were weak as fuck. Because uh, I don't, there was like I saw some people hanging out signs for like councilor at large, light commissioner. This was really like the granular stuff around here. Th- there was no stakes involved. I have no idea who our light commissioner was or is. <laughs> so, 
I hope our light commissioner's pills. That'd be great to find out. Out. It's like, oh shit, my light commissioner's nuts. That's unfortunate. Do you suppose but, I'm large enough to be a counselor at large? I have to imagine. <laughs> Knowing nothing about politics, I have to imagine their duties are pretty dependent on size, right? I mean, that would mm-hmm. have to be. It's the right bigger there in the you are. Right. Sort, of, sort of like like the like the the, the goalie of <laughs> you're on the goalie of politics. They're just right. like you, Mister. Oh, Mister. Counselor, thank God you're here. Please just stand in this doorway. Ah, oh, perfect. Just be this large. So good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, Mal- somebody Mal- somebody was asking me if I was voting in our local shit, and I was just like, "Dude, I don't know what a ward chancellor even is. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I don't know what that is." I was just like, "People were like, why don't you vote?" And I'm just like, "A lot of the time, because I'm fucking uninformed, man. Like, I don't know shit about shit. Like, I yeah. just, it's not really a thing I keep up with. I would be going in there and just being like." I like the cut of this guy's name. Boom. Like, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I basically have the same mentality as my mom when she votes. When you get down to, like, the local dog catcher races and shit, my mom is just like, I just voted for the woman when I don't know any better because screw it. Like, I just want to support my gender. A woman is when you're That's a great policy. But, I mean, when it's like these <laughs> votes and it's just like, you know, 600 people are participating in, like, my vote could actually actually really matter yes and i don't want to be casting it if i'm uninformed i'd rather let the 600 people who are clearly invested like figure it out you know <laughs> the people that know what's going on yeah right yeah. And, and if it was important enough that they needed my vote i'm sure somebody would just be like dude you don't understand dude, this local politics go. it's like the domino that's gonna like you know they're about to start they're gonna stop sacrificing babies to moloch and shit if you don't get off board and i'd be like okay cool 600 first vote the person that my friend told me was important to keep the sacrifices flowing. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. So Ohio, big wins for uh, team Malek, uh, Kentucky, where uh, Kentucky, which in case you didn't know is a blood red state had the Democrat win reelection as governor. Andy, uh, Andy Bashir, I believe I know his last name is Bashir, but yeah. Uh, so Bashir, Kentucky has like a, a, like a reverse Massachusetts happening. That's so yeah, weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, what was and what people have pointed this out is that Bashir's opponent literally spent like thirty million dollars just running ads where they were like Bashir is basically just Joe Biden. You hate Joe Biden, right? So don't fucking vote for this guy. And people were like, "Yeah, fuck you, buddy. We're voting for Bashir. He's great." So like the their whole strategy of Biden is deadly toxic, and by sl- by slurring our governor as being a Biden shill, we will defeat him. And it was like, nope, you don't. You actually lose in a massive land slide sorry dum-dums and and uh then finally in virginia um the um this was also this is glenn youngkin's state because uh, he was supposed to be the future of the republican party be he was supposed to be maga without trump because he was the guy that won a governorship and was supposed to be a moderate sensible republican and this was the lead everyone was supposed to be following. And it's like, no, Glenn Youngkin is just a standard culture warrior, abortion banning nutball, same as every other Republican. And uh, as a result, the Democrats held on to the Virginia Senate and they won the Virginia House, which is called the House of Delegates. So they flipped that. They took control of it. And now for the first time in Virginia's history, the Speaker of the House will be a black man. So uh, take that Confederacy, boom, roasted. Wasn't there a wasn't there a big um, win for an openly trans? Got burned, got burned again. What up? 
Yes, uh, there was a there, yeah, there was a trans legislator who uh, won in Virginia. Also, I do believe. Yeah, so yeah, I saw it, those headlines making the round. Yeah, I mean, I like for somebody who was completely uh, out of touch with this stuff, it was nice to wake up this morning and you know. I check my straight down the middle news outlets, but then inevitably I'm just like, all right, let's see what HuffPo has to say about this stuff. And luckily in instances like this, HuffPo is proud to tell me all the all the big like left-leaning victories. So it was real nice. I was just like, I caught up on my news of the world, went over to my HuffPo to see what my liberal news of the country was. And it was just like, hey, it turns out it's a great day for liberal news in your country. Big ones across the board. Everybody loving pot. Everybody loving abortions. Everybody smoking pot and getting abortions all over the place. Openly trans lawmakers doing big things, you know, surprisingly Kentucky getting in the mix, being like sane in some way. It's weird. Like yeah. Ohio, like, I mean, would you imagine these places? It's just like, hell yeah. yeah. The Ohio uh, thing yeah. is like hella energizing Arizona too, because we're currently in the middle of gathering signatures to get abortion on the ballot in 2024 to get ours also enshrined, the right to abortion enshrined in the Constitution. And it would also expand abortion rights here as it currently is, which is a really big fucking deal. So any listeners who are in Arizona who have not signed that, just an FYI, get on it, volunteer, azforabortionaccess.com. Uh, uh, Danica uh, Roem, R O E M. She was the Virginia's first transgender state senator who just won election. Rad. Yes. So that was uh, all around, all around excellent across it the board. It was all bonds here. It was just like municipality shit. But there was a mayor race in Tucson that the lady running against the Democrat sucked. All she did was like post pictures of homeless people she found on the road and was like, look at this. This is what happens when you like Democrats. Vote for me. And she lost pretty hard, so that rocks. <laughs> Good. Oh, <laughs> man. I, just, I, I love that these people have, like, no platform to stand on other than... I know, they're just like, this human. Let me degrade them. Vote yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, just, just literal hatred and anger. They're just like, our enemies are bad people who love the devil. Vote for me. I love God. And it's like, well... What if I don't care about religion at all? What policies do you have to offer me, the non-political vote, the non-religious voter? And they're just like, mm, I got nothing for you. Sorry, that's just. I'm and not also, if you love God so much, if you love Jesus so much, when was the last time that you gave one of those homeless people a foot bath? You know yeah, what I mean? Was, like, when was yeah. the last time you went and like you went into a bank and just started fucking shit up because banks <laughs> suck? You know, it's like Jesus had like a playbook. You're not following any of that shit, you fucking coons. Oh, if yeah. I was a Christian, I would go mad. I Like, if I believed in the power of Christ, I would lose my shit. Like, just constantly, every day, just feeling like I was taking the world's most craziest crazy pills. Not because there were a bunch of people out there that didn't share my faith. Because there were a bunch of people out there who allegedly shared my faith that just obviously had no fucking idea what they were talking about. I would just be like, what are you on? The book says the stuff. It says the stuff. <laughs> That's what always gets me about Christianity is Jesus is a liberal. He's in, he's a socialist. He's literally the rich will – a rich person has as much of a chance as getting to heaven as a camel has as going through the eye of a needle. It's all about give your shit. It's just to like your people. interpretation, man. My, <laughs> yes. you know, my Jesus is a vengeful Jesus, okay? Yeah, yeah. There was never a vengeful Jesus. His dad. Yeah, I know. I never get that sick. line. His dad <laughs> was the sickest, most vengeful dude ever. And that was the original trilogy of the Bible. And that Bible is mad fun and mad cool. And like, there's a bunch of shit in there that is super fucked up. And those stories are great. 
But Christianity, Christianity is fundamentally about the part that happened after that, allegedly, where Jesus showed up and he was like, dude, I'm going to take the L for everybody, but in taking the L, I am going to give you all a massive dub for your sins forever. Like, so it's on me, bro, and I'm going to take care of this. And then he did that. And in the process of getting everybody aboard with this plan, he was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, rich people suck. And you should treat poor people nice. And don't be afraid of lepers or whatever. They're just regular people. And everyone is cool. And you should just, like, have a chill vibe. <laughs> and all that stuff is the part that fucking these people are just constantly ignoring. Like, especially when they're hating homeless people. I'm just like, holy shit. Like, literally, Jesus would be mad cool with homeless people. He would be helping them all the time. <laughs> he would be like, hey, they, there should be no homeless people. Exactly. He'd be like, why do you have so many rich people and so many homeless people? Just even it out, and people would be like, "You're yeah. crazy." Yeah. That <laughs> get get him on a cross again immediately. Yeah. This man is talking too much. That which you do to the least of us, you do to me. That is literally Christ. That is literally the Bible. This isn't tricky. Yet these fucks, all they really care about is hell. All they care about is hating their enemies. Uh, Joel Berry, the I believe he's a, he's the founder of the Babylon Bee. After the election results, he posted a tweet that said, take comfort in knowing that God will avenge the blood of the innocent. Every knee will bow. No one will escape. Someday the unrepentant abortionist will look across an uncrossable chasm at his own victims and beg for a drop of water to cool his tongue. They just, they, they, they don't care about the love and the compassion of Jesus. They want vengeance. They want God to just smite their enemies. That's all they care about. They just want their, everyone to suffer. We've got wildly off topic because we started talking about uh, a, a different a different flavor of uh, hypocrisy that we're used to talking to on the show here, and it got us all energized. Oh no, I, I think we're, we're also jaded and beaten down by the normal hypocrisy of Republicans. That it was just nice to to get get to their religious hypocrisy for a while and really just give them some shots to the body. Oh yeah, but I also think that this it, 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 it's oh Jesus Christ, it is relevant because the whole abortion argument is is steeped in this Christian morality bullshit that God doesn't want you to kill these poor babies, and that's why we're doing this. And as as a guy, like abortion really isn't my issue. Thankfully, we have finally have uh, we have finally have a woman on the show, so we actually have someone who can speak to the issue of abortion. As she checked someone. out a while ago, we we, oh, no. we went our deep in our rant. She was a deep in her phone. I <laughs> out earlier. I'm calling you out. This is why I do with no webcam. You can't tell what I'm on my phone. <laughs> I'm my phone in front of the screen now. You don't know. It could be yeah. yes. No, but I just. I just hate the absolute hypocrisy of the abortion issue because it's obviously about the subjugation of women. It's obviously about treating women as second class citizens. There's no any other reason for it. And yet these pieces of shit just go around talking about saving the babies, the poor unborn babies. Like, fuck you. It's about Moloch. Okay. It's about Moloch. It really, for me, it's about Moloch. It's, it's about appeasing my dark God. That's why I care so much about abortion is making sure that my giant owl bull God is satiated with the blood of the innocent. Yeah. And, and it's kind of fucked up that you're, that these people keep trying to legislate like, you know, a, a tax on our belief system. So unfair. Actually, that's funny. The Church of Satan did uh, file a lawsuit somewhere saying that uh, banning abortion violated their First Amendment rights because abortion is a religious sacrament to them, which is obvious bullshit, but good on the Satanic Church for taking a swing. Yeah, did, did they open, uh, open the, what was it, the Anton Alito's mom's, like, 
abortion center for the poor or whatever. <laughs> they, they gave it some sort of insane name like that. Anyway, I'll, I'll have to look into that. But yeah, that, you know, it, it's it's a moral argument. It's a moral and religious argument that has no basis in reality. But uh, you know, still got enough of a stranglehold on enough of our country that it's apparently a question still. You know. And yeah. the fight that we actually took a huge L on ourselves recently with the striking of Roe v. Wade, fucking insane stuff that we never yeah. thought we'd be in our lifetime. But there we go. So sometimes those wacky conservatives will surprise you by getting one over the goal line. And you'll be like, wow, you are fucking monsters. <laughs> so my, crazy. My favorite thing about that is you see Sean Hannity and all these other Republicans who are like, oh, God. This, like the Democrats are demonizing us on the abortion issue and it's getting them votes. This is not great. And then you see Republican voters on Twitter being like, oh, the Luciferians have prevailed again and slain the unborn. And it's like, guess what, Hannity? Guess what, fucking Republicans? This is your base. You've radicalized them so much that they literally think abortion is a satanic ritual. And that's what they're voting against is literal demons slaughtering babies to their dark god. And now you're trying to say... Yo, yo, people, people who think this is a demonic ritual, uh, would you be cool with a 15 week ban? Like after 15 weeks, it's illegal because, uh, up until 15 weeks, Moloch wins, but then after that, God wins because, uh, daddy needs to win Arizona or he can't be president again. So, yeah, we're, we're getting, we're getting breaking news from Jesus himself as to where the moral line is here. And he's called it. It's 15 weeks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, back up to the booth. It's you, Yahweh. Yes. Thanks, Jim. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just imagining like the modern, like at, at the modern, uh, oh, I can't even remember his name. Adam Smith was the gold plates. But yeah, the modern founder of Mormonism, like running over to the gold plates and being like, God said, ab- <laughs> he's like, God said abortion is okay up to 15 weeks. Can you see the gold plate that says that? No, you can't. But here's Moroni. Bye. And runs away. <laughs> you just like... wanted to get Moroni onto the show. You <laughs> fucking shill. It's, it's in my contract. I get 50 bucks a week if I plug him. Moron- the Moroni's... most important part, uh, before we go into our mailbag segment, the most important part is to you, our listener, who I'm sure is not a conservative. Unless you hate listening, in which case, thanks. Uh, but th- th- all this evidence, all these huge wins for Team Sanity... A great, great new ammunition in our arsenal for telling your conservative friends and family members, uh, hey, look at all this evidence that your voting doesn't matter because it's rigged. You should probably just stop even trying. Just <laughs> why vote? You know, like look at all, like even when you're voting, you're losing. So why even bother going to the polls? Deal with the people. Maybe catch a corona if it exists, which it doesn't. I mean. Come on. It is so great you said that because Michael Flynn posted a thing where he's like, let's just use Kentucky as an example. And he was like, look at the enthusiasm gap we had there. And so many of the replies to Michael Flynn were, why should we vote? It's fucking rigged. It was just exactly. Like- <laughs> it's, it's the, it is the truth. Sell it to your friends and family as the truth because it is. Their vote yeah. is worthless. Why yep. they cast it? <laughs> yep. And on that note, let's move to our mailbag. Oh, right. None of our sound clips are working. It's time for the mailbag. And hopefully there's not two types of audio playing and we can't just hear only the one. (laughs) 
nah, the Lodi bar is still going for the soundboard. It's Excellent. <laughs> yes, well done. What a, what an incredibly professional outfit we're running this week. Yeah, great, uh, job, great job, Riverside. Boom. Nailed it. You're the best. You, you know what? I mean, the, this is the first time we've had to complain about them in a while. Like, considering we were weekly complaining about the other one we were using, like, yeah. let's count our blessings. Anyway, yeah. mailbag yeah. time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Eric supports the current thing said, I actually thought about this last week, but our more recent events have made this question even more relevant. Have you considered a segment on Blue and On, more specifically Stu and On? Well, we did have oh, a Stu and On Prescient. <laughs> well, we did do a Stu and On segment this week. I. Blue and On really doesn't get that much play around here because they don't usually get that much traction in my sphere of influence because people kind of know who they are. I remember uh, like Bad Company this week, one of the worst Blue Anon promoters out there, posted a tweet that was like, it seems like modern Christians forget who killed Jesus. And it was like, whoa, whoa, Bad Company, just ripping the mask off. Wow. What the fuck, bro? So that was uh, really spicy. But beyond that, like... Yeah, well, why why are we picking a fight with the Romans? I mean, what? <laughs> yes, exactly. What the fuck? Why are we going after Italy? They're cool. They got <laughs> like what the, so, so it's it's this fight. Why are we punching down to Italy? I mean, let's fucking. We will cover blue and on as needed, though, because I feel like uh, it is needed because they're grifters. That is true, but I feel like part of the reason why I would you don't have to call do... blue and on though if you don't like that because yeah. I know a lot of people take issue with the fucking name or whatever i think it's hilarious i love it i, I, love I don't get, mike you're kind of the you're kind of the lead here on the q and stuff so oh well i just uh i don't like the blue and on people much either so i, will I know but what's up. your opinion of the terminology blue and on i'm okay with it because it is riffing off it, it's the same it's the same act because q is a hopium based bullshit <laughs> that some force is going to save us from the baddies and that's a lot of what Blue and On is. Like, Bad Company and all these idiots, a lot of times they're just posting stuff like, oh, hearing some chatter, oh, some rumblings about some stuff happening, and it's just that kind of shit where it's not true. Like, they're they're not hearing chatter. They're not hearing about arrests. They're just fucking LARPing. And so I think calling those people out as Blue and On is warranted because they're just doing the exact same thing. They're like, oh, I got insider intelligence that... Donald Trump's going down, and it's like, no. Just two more weeks, everybody. Subscribe to yeah. my Substack. Yes. Oh, God, please. 100%. Oh, man. But at the same time, I think we'd be playing with fire if we were going to try to do, like, a weekly segment on it, because... There's you not know. enough content. But no, it is relevant to talk about, because people should identify grifters in their scene. But we yeah. cannot... But at the same time, we should not signal boost them, because there is a no. Venn diagram of where their opinions and our opinions overlap in a way that is not present when we're dealing with conservative conspiracy theories. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like we like we should not cover the weekly because we should not be talking about like they are too close to us as an opposition for us to want to cover weekly. We need to talk about them when they're at their craziest or yeah. when they pick a fight with Mike directly. Right. Yeah. When they when they cross a line and do dumb shit, then I'd be willing to call them out, but like for the most part it's just it's just dumb hopium shit. But if I saw one of these assholes post a thing where they were like Hey, everybody, Trump's getting arrested in two weeks. And by the way, I need like $50,000 for this thing. And it's like, I'd be like, no, you're just lying and you want money from people. Fuck you. So, yeah, I mean, like, that would be the kind of thing that I'd be like more interested in, like, looking into and going after. Uh, so uh, thank you for the question. Uh, up next, uh, Storlax CPAP asks, why has no one confronted L about him singing the cheese tax song? What? I feel like this is some sort oh, of... 
I feel like this is some sort of trap phrase that we're supposed to, I'm supposed to repeat and it's going to be like a gotcha. Like a, I have no idea. I like also a, don't like know. You're going to have to explain. Nope. Don't, I don't know either. I have cheese no idea. What song is, is the cheese question. Explain the listener. The cheese, ta- the cheese tax song. I have no idea what the cheese tax is. What the so fuck I, is, what is even happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's got to be something obvious. They told like, us they they wanted to they wanted to break us, and they did. Next, question. Yeah, I don't think that's true. They, they, <laughs> like this is a loyal listener who like asks a lot of questions. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, but so I have to imagine that it's some sort of reference or something that's like it should be obvious, but for whatever reason it just happens to be. They would not throw us something that just is intentionally supposed to go over all of our heads. Right. I, I, yeah. So uh, please clarify next week. We, we, we now have the first hey, ever. Hey, hey, what's your fucking problem, man? <laughs> man, what's your fucking problem? We have our first mailbag cliffhanger. We tune in next week when we find out what the cheese tax song was. <laughs> cheese tax of these nuts. Damn it. God, I got him, I guess. It's going to be great. <laughs> So, uh, Pancake Peasant asks, who are your allies in the podcast struggle against QAnon, either fellow digital soldiers or humble civilians? I really don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I mean, I was just on Did Nothing Wrong. There, there, there was a great I podcast. I was on that, too. So, everybody yeah. support them. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with them. I listened to Knowledge Fight. I listened to some Behind the Bastards. I listened to QAA. QAA like, doesn't I, need our help, though. No, they no, should QAA, use us. Yeah, if any of you fucks are listening, just yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Jake! Jake just started following the Hell World podcast podcast feed. On oh, Twitter. hi, Jake! If you're listening, so, so, <laughs> hi, Jake, hi, Jake! Have me on the pod, please. I need the signal boost. <laughs> yeah, they've had me I, on a couple I, times. Is somebody important? Listen, listen but... my episodes. I obviously don't know who you are, but if you're listening, welcome to the crib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if somebody uh, wants to get me out to the LA live DJ set that QA is putting on, I would like to go to that. But you know, it's like costs money. Yeah, um, yeah. Unreal. Your 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 call to action to our listeners to try to get you to a place is to get you to another podcaster. <laughs> Not even to go visit Mike or myself. Unreal. Um, I mean, I think the reason kind of like didn't we kind of meet through QA? I feel like like I feel like we kind of I don't remember how we met really, Mike. I, the QA people were like the first people to like kind of boost my shit because uh, Travis and I got kicked out of an event together. Oh, I and it kind of yeah. like forced him to be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I just think we were talking because of our share because uh, of our shared hatred of QAnon and right wingers, and I got you to co-host the show a couple times because you're available. So I think that's what bonded us is mm-hmm. our shared hatred and the fact that you have free time. So that ah, makes oh, right, 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 right. That makes you the greatest of all people in my eyes. <laughs> Yikes! I mean, yeah. really? Because it read like a burn. I don't know. <laughs> no, but it's like true. you're okay, but you're like available. Yeah, yes. oh, dude, it's like when I'm just like, You're man, like that, that there. was great. And her best trait was that she like was interested in me. That part was really <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, you have no idea how desperate I would be for that trait. Oh my god, <laughs> a sad, lonely boy. Oh, and, and also, don't worry, Haley. No shade. If you ever get the chance to jump to QAA, uh, we would totally understand. Oh, no, they have like it. a million. They have like a million hosts. They have. They've had me on like twice. Yeah, oh, which is yeah, nice. She, I like that. Yeah, but, but you know, maybe, of, you know, maybe... Everybody support out. QAA. 
Yeah, they're, they're like great. the main. If you want all your QAnon information, that's a pretty good place to go. <laughs> You're probably more informed on any of the topics than I am, for sure, for sure, and maybe more than the show at large because I drag us down like an anchor in that regard. <laughs> no. no, no, everybody needs like the guy that doesn't know everything. You know, everybody needs someone who is ignorant. That is, it's which, like which you're I the audience. With. This is this is a calculated move on our part. I'm not I'm not saying that I shouldn't be here. I need to be here. Otherwise, this shit would drive people podcasts? crazy. I don't really listen to too many either. I no. listen to stuff that is not QA related. <laughs> uh, my, my only QAnon uh, allies in the podcasting sphere are my ride or die co-hosts, co-hosts Mike Rains and Haley, and formerly Sarge. Although. Is it ride or die if you abandon me? I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't. You're dead. <laughs> you? I just I just gave big ups to you. I would be giving you daps, but you can't yeah. see. The daps are happening. You can't see them because of the lack of the webcam, but I'm waving my fist for, for daps for you. They're there. Receive, receive them digitally. <laughs> digital. And some for you, too. Mike, we're waving. Yes, theater of the mind for the listeners. <laughs> Uh, so thank you for the question. Uh, Sub-Zero Shirt Art says, quick question. Who, what is Praying Medic up to these days? Still ambulance chasing? He's praying. I, I and checked. Yo, yes, he's doing both those things. I checked his timeline and it is dry as shit. He is literally like some sort of bizarre, boring-ass QAnon news aggregator. He's just like, link to a news article, link to another news article, retweet of someone in the right wing. Ah, so he's following in the footsteps of his leader, Q. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, he's just—he's totally abandoned any actual effort posting. And is pretty totally soon leading. he will—he will be posting how he will not take it. Yes. You th- hey, if you believe we were going to take it, allow me to retort that with this simple link to a YouTube video, if I could. <laughs> to indicate yeah. that no, I don't believe we are going to be taking it. Thank you very much. Nope, not in- not at all. Yeah. So Prang Medic is incredibly lazy now. He's not even doing his shit. Where he's like, I had a dream last night. That I was talking about ham radios, and then people bought ham radios because that guy was that guy was really fucking into ham radios. You have no idea. He was <laughs> he was very into ham radios. Really, and he was yes. conservative. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What? Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, uh, he had a survival bunker under his basement, <laughs> and you might be surprised to know that he was Republican. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a shocker. Yeah. And uh, finally, uh, Old McWalkin says, first, I'd like to apologize for Mike for throwing him in front of that bus on the URI question. Thank you. Second and more importantly, if Jim Stewartson, Mike Reigns, and Travis View were in a Hell in the Cell match, who would who would pin who, and what would their finisher be? Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let me answer real quick. Okay, first of all, wait, what? what repeat the question. It, so wow. it really is a QAA stand. She's no, I'm good. not. I, wanna, I want to. I want. I'm. I'm. I'm a Mike versus Stu fan. Are you guys are fighting? That's the scenario. I don't so, know any wrestling moves. Right, that's the so. But I tra- think you would no. just destroy him. You're missing the fact that Travis View is in the fight. Also, that's why L got on you for. Being uh, a tra- I mean, you guys would destroy him together. That, that would be even better. Yeah, I mean, but the, the problem is, is that only one of us can win. So, like oh. me and Tra- and like like so. Once I saw this question, it made me laugh so much because I'm a huge wrestling dork. So then like, you would win. No, first I, you guys I, would take out Stu, and then in the. The, the tragic fight between you two, you would unfortunately kill Travis. See, the thing is, kill by doing some type of body slam. See, killing somebody by doing a body slam is the closest you've gotten to what professional wrestling is. Because 
just because these three people are the ones that are like in the ring duking it out, that doesn't mean that that's all the people in the fight. There's like a lot of different ways it could go, and you can interfere in a lot of ways. Like, I would imagine that Travis would just call in that guy that he uses for his profile picture to just come and do some of his fighting for him, right? Like, that guy would like come out representing <laughs> Travis and be like, oh, I recognize him from his profile pic. Oh, shit. It's that guy. Mike, and then he would do the fighting. Win. You're a big guy. Yeah. Uh, so my, my view of this as, as the wrestling dork is that, so Travis is the champion of our QAnon wrestling league and he is defeating all the bad guys. He's defeating your Jordan Sathers. He's defeating your Martin Geddes and your pragmatics. And then Jim Stewartson comes in and his whole gimmick is that Travis is actually a baddie. And Jim's the only one who can see that Travis and all of Travis's buddies are actually secretly evil. And then Jim, through nefarious means, wins the title off of Travis. And now Jim's going around doing his dumb conspiracy nonsense. And they're building up the rematch between Travis and Jim. And I'm showing up and I'm, the promoters are looking at me and they're wondering, do we have anything with this guy? Do we have any shine with this Mike Reigns fellow? Does he play at all? So they put me in the match just to see how the crowd reacts to me. Do I get a good, do I get a good pop when my entrance happens? When I get a couple pins on Jay Stu, do they get excited that I might win the title or not? And, and then when we have the big dramatic moment where I pin Stu, but Travis hits me to break it up, is the crowd mad at Travis for doing that? Or are they okay with it? Are they like, yeah. And then at the end of the day, Travis does win the belt off Stu because, again, he's the main eventer and Stu sucks. And then the next night on the show, Travis has his big celebration of the title. And then Jay Stu comes out and cuts a promo on him about, you only beat me because your little friend helped you win, just like you're helping Michael Flynn. And the crowd's like, ooh. And then the Travis and Jay Stu feud continues down the line. And then I go get some tag team partner and do something else in the mid card. And they, again, just they're, they're just taking the test on the temperature on me, just seeing where I'm at, seeing if I'm cooking or not, seeing if the fans are okay with me. And then so, when you test poorly, boom, straight into the sarcophagus, lights off, <laughs> big pop, Ramatet. <laughs> yeah, it's all about Ramatet. Dude, everything, everything is the build to Ramatet, the, the wrestling mummy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all about- the oh, most man. online conversation, too. It's <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, Mike, it seems like you may have done this before, this fantasy role play thing uh, for, for for wrestling. You dream about so beating up Stu and Travis in the ring oh, often. All the time. I, I, I just lay in bed coming up with scenarios where I'm going to be wrestling my enemies in the QAnon universe. <laughs> and obviously, Travis View is one of them, my greatest enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Also, just just based on what I know about the competitors, I'm going to take a flyer and say that Travis View is probably the most in shape of of the boys. So just based on that, like all the other joking aside, these two guys get into a fight with each other. I'm going him just because I know how the other two look. (laughs) Like, like not because I know, again, I can't stress this enough, not because I know how Travis looks. But because I know how the other two look, I'm giving the win to Travis. I know yep. how two look, and I'm going to go ahead and say, Mike, you could take. Them. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are so wrong, mostly because I you believe have, in you. Yeah, you have no idea how unbelievably brittle I am, and also uh, I've eaten so much ice cream with Mike Reigns that like <laughs> I know that n- n- neither of us neither of us are as good in a fight as we should be. You think yeah. like you're looking at their build, their size, you know they could probably like do some damage, but it's. Like, we're both so soft. We love, we love ice cream. 
so oh, so much. Yeah, I I have uh, hypermobile shoulders. Like if I move my arm in any direction that is wrong, I just dislocate my shoulder immediately. It is really bad. Then you take your dislocated shoulder and you whack him with it. And it I, him out cold. Dude, yeah. use it. You work it into your fighting. <laughs> yeah, style. Like, yeah, like some yeah. sort of elaborate mini boss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like detachable arm man from the first five minutes of the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, it's basically it makes my... your punch extra f- long. But that guy was super memorable. Like you, yeah. you even sort of kind of remembered his name, except not really. You just described what his powers were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you kind of remembered him. And that's yeah. the point. That's, yes, exactly. I nailed it. I would be kind <laughs> of remembered like the like Nathan Fillion's character from the Suicide Squad. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, that brings us to our final question, as always. What are you guys looking forward to? Uh, I have a Friendsgiving celebration on Sunday, which should be nice, because it's an opportunity to hang out and see a bunch of people that I don't normally get to hang out with and just casually chill and have cranberry margaritas and just, like, a wholesome good time of wholesome goodness. And also, we're all child-free for now, so that's great. Love that part. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know this week. I don't know what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> the Doja Cat concert is tonight, but it's like, do I have the energy to go to that? I didn't get tickets, but you know, there's always tickets available. And it's like, do I want to go? Kind well, of. Well, if you do, you can get tickets. So it's on you. I know. I know. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I'm looking forward to that. Maybe. <laughs> and, like. <laughs> How long have you how, how long have you liked Doja Cat? Have you been a fan for a while, or a, was it after few, she took off? A while, off? a little bit, a few years at least. And she just put out a new album. It's okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I just like Doja Cat. I think she's cool. Like, I, also I like mean, Doja not. Cat, but... I get it. She's problematic a little bit, but I think she's got fire outfits and some fire music. It makes me dance. So that's all that matters sometimes. Well, I was asking the question mostly because I, I feel a little guilty of snobbery when it comes to Doja Cat because, like, I've been listening to her for, like, many years. And, like, a lot of the times these days my impulse is just be like, you know, I liked Doja Cat before she was, before she was like, the world's biggest pop star or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. like, I liked her shit back when she was still, like, underground and cool. I'm just like, I don't know if I like that impulse anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. I did actually learn of her from Bitch, I'm a Cow, which is... I know I she probably had like shit before that, but I I did learn from the meme of her, yeah. and I love I unironically loved that song. I was like, oh, dude, this oh, is dude. actually banger. I don't know why people are dissing it. And uh, like I, I had a fl- I like it's again Halloween last week. I mentioned I had a full cow outfit. It was great inspiration. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you showed us those grainy, barely legible pictures of it through you your terrible see webcam. It through the webcam. I'll send you I, a picture. Yeah, I, I was like, hey, I could see it, mostly because I didn't want to just be like, that's that's a blurry nothing. There's nothing I mean, there. I can tell what you wear, but, you know, it's a webcam. I'm not, I'm like, no hate or anything, but you're not, like, a professional streamer, so you've got a regular person webcam, and it's, <laughs> it's not just very my, high quality. It's my screen. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, what I are mean, you looking forward to, Mike? Uh, I am looking forward to uh, completing the game Overboard, which I saw on YouTube for five seconds and immediately was like, this game looks unbelievably hilarious. And I immediately had to get into it. And it's a ton of fun. What the fuck ass hell is Overboard? Yeah, what is that? Is that like one of those you got to chop vegetables kind of games? No, you are. (laughs) That's overcooked. 
Yes, it is over. It is. It is overcooked. No, uh, overboard. You are a uh, fading starlet who married a guy for his money. Wow. And, and now he's broke. So on a cruise from England to America, you have thrown him overboard to get rid of him. And now you have to cover up the fact that you've killed your husband. And so it's kind of a reverse whodunit where you know who committed the crime and it was you. And you have to outwit the detective character. So it's a you done it. Yes, it's a you done it. And it's like uh It's how to commit crimes the game. And uh and yeah, and basically <laughs> for like regular people, you would call it like Groundhog's Day because the game resets to the start of the day every time. Us like nerds would call it a roguelike. So every, you're basically replaying the same game over and over again. And it was very funny. The first time that I got away with the murder, I was like, yes, I've beaten the game. And then the game was like, no, oh, no, oh, no, you didn't beat the game. You, you're, you are so far away from beating the game. You have no idea. Getting away with the murder is only the start of your problems, buddy. And I was like, oh, shit, this game is like, because it was a $15 game I got off Steam. I, I I talked to one of my friends about it. They looked for it as an app on their phone. And it was like a $6 app on their phone. And so I thought it was going to have like five, maybe like 10 hours of playability. But apparently you can get like 20, 30 hours out of this game if like you really chew down to the marrow. And I haven't actually, quote unquote, beaten it yet. So it's a lot of fun. I've been very much enjoying it. Nice. Look at that. A, a deep cut, like phone game recommendo. Love to see it. Yeah. Uh, m- most fun games that I try are horrendous. So I yeah. am uh, genuinely jealous that you found one that you enjoy. Yeah, I'm always looking for like the ne- the next the next thing to play while I'm laying around in my bed like a dingus and uh, yeah, just swing and a miss usually. Anyway, that's gonna do it for our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting the show with your precious ears. If you'd like we to support, the sh- yeah, oh yeah, dude, so much love. It's a big love in. If you uh, want to continue to support the show even harder, but still for free, uh, just give us a five star review or a thumbs up or whatever, depending on what the uh, algorithm demands of you via your podcast provider. If you have money and you want to give it to the show, we're happy to take it. You can do so by visiting us at patreon.com slash poker politics, where if you donate five dollars or more per month, you get access to our slate of bonus content, including all of the stuff we do, uh, our, our series where we look into the QAnon related media uh, that I referenced earlier in the show that we might do another one for now that uh we've got some new juicy q movies to potentially watch and break down uh so once again patreon.com slash poker politics if you've got some cash and you want to join us in the crib with the rest of our beautiful babies if you have money and you don't want to give it to us you can donate it to love146.org they're an organization whose vision is to end a child trafficking or and, and exploitation or you can just you know we trust your judgment and doing some good with it however you see fit uh, if you have the extra money and you don't want to give it to us, just do a little good in the world with it. Thanks as always for the use of our intro song, DJ Minimal Effort. And thanks as always to our buddy Frosty for all of our uh, bumps and such, the voice of Q when we need it, all of our voiceover work. As far as I know, you can still find Frosty on Twitter at FrostyVO. You can find the show you're listening to itself on Twitter at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O. You can find Mike Rains on Twitter at PokerPolitics. You can find myself on Blue Sky at Mysterious L and Haley on Blue Sky at Arizona Right Watch. And these two clowns are on a bunch of other platforms as well under the same names. You can find them uh, just Blue Sky for me, which is why I'm always ranting about how I wish it was a better platform. I only want to use one Blue Sky. Please do better. <laughs> uh, so for another successful episode of the Adventures of Hell World podcast, I've been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L. Joined as always by our expert in all things Arizona crazy, Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch, and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains.
Good speed, Patriots.